Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast, a podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I had a migraine the last two days, so I don't have it today, so I feel like a brand new person. Oh. Migraines are the worst. Yeah, they are. And I think it's almost, I don't get them a ton, like maybe once every few months or so, but um, I don't think you realize like how good you feel until your health is taken away from you. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We only appreciate what we have until it's gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. So I was feeling a bit rough the last two days, but I'm back in action and um, we had a eventful week with kind of electronics and technology and no electricity with the rain and ice. So this episode is coming to you guys a little bit late, but it's going to be a good one. So it'll, it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, I'm excited. This has been something that I've been kind of like into and excited to learn more about for probably the last like year. Yeah. Because once you start, you like just get sucked down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And... We are going to tell you guys all about how bad the stuff you're using is for you. <laughs> Specifically toxic beauty. So um, we have been talking a lot about taking care of your mind and spirit over the last, you know, several episodes. And so we thought it would be really good to kind of 
jump in and, uh, you know, just talk a little bit more about how you can take care of your body and some of the things that we do and that we've looked into. And, you know, we've mentioned it before, but Erin is a hairstylist and um, also works and does a little bit with some different skincare and beauty lines as well. So we thought it would be really interesting to kind of give you a brief overview of some of the main culprits that you may not be aware of and the products that you're using. Yeah, there's so many things that we use on a daily basis that have some really crazy stuff in them. And the more that we looked into this, it was kind of like, how can we not talk about it? Because it's such a big part of who we are, kind of. I mean, we're both into beauty and skincare and obviously being healthy, um... Looking good on the outside, you know, we're into that too. So, and just women in general, like that's something that all of us for the most part care about. And you probably at least use one or two of the products that we're going to talk about today. So, yes, um, it's just really eye opening. And we're not saying that you have to throw away everything that you own, but you know, it's just really good to be more aware of what you have in your house and what you're putting on your body or in your body. And what it can actually do to you. Yeah, it's it's great to have a little bit more insight and at least making the decision if you want to continue using the products that you're using that may not fall under quote-unquote clean beauty, but at least you're making your decision from, a, you know, an, an a more informed Yeah, informed, yeah. yeah. So before we jump in, just a little bit, you know, we aren't doctors, we're not scientists, the information that we're bringing you is just some that we've either found ourselves that we've looked into, but if you are wanting to make a change, definitely do the research for yourself, or um, if you're concerned, talking with your doctor about it, you know, we're not going over anything too crazy, it's more, you know, deodorant, skincare, hair care, those type of things, so, you know, it's nothing that is too out of the ordinary, but make sure you're making the decision from an informed place for yourself. This is just information that we believe in and what we have found. Yeah, and it's out there for anyone to be able to look up and read, so definitely look into it even more if you have questions. Yeah, so we both just kind of did some more fact-finding on some different products and things, so we'll just bounce back and forth over Um, A few products that you're definitely using every day, uh, for sure. So, do you want to start first? Um, Yeah, okay. So, some of the facts that I pulled up or found, um, just like in general, over like some of the standards of the beauty industry and things um, like regulations that have been set were so alarming. Yeah, it's insane. I um, I put I said <laughs> quote unquote clean beauty earlier because there's technically not any regulations and actually in any kind of beauty standard, the FDA doesn't I think there I saw a fact that said there's only been 10% of ingredients that are looked at by the FDA every year for what you're putting in your body. So um, it's yeah. crazy. So, okay, well, yeah, the, I mean, this fact, it says there are more than 85,000 chemicals registered for use in the cosmetic industry. So that would be lotion, um, makeup, skincare. It, any kind of skincare. Anything that you put on your body in a cosmetic aspect. Um, the well, US, it's probably what we would refer to just as the beauty industry as a whole. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I don't feel like everyone considers like 
their body lotion yeah. or maybe like even their body wash. Yeah. And that that's kind of like covered in mm-hmm. in that um category. Yeah, category. <laughs> <laughs> um the US has only banned 30 from personal care items. So out of 85,000, there are only 30 chemicals that the US is like, yeah, I probably shouldn't use those. Yeah. Um in can I mean just as a comparison, in Canada there have been over 600 that are banned. Yeah, it's crazy. 600 other countries. compared to 30? Yeah, other like, first world countries oh that have banned gosh. stuff that we still allow. Oh, but get this. The European Union has banned over 1,400 I know. chemicals. I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to up and move to Europe. Okay, so. Just take me there. Like, at the very least, I feel like America could just be like, well, let's just look at that list that they've banned yeah. and be like, maybe we should look at some of those. Yeah. Like, they've already done the work for you. Yeah. But over 1,400. That's crazy. And again, U.S. has only banned 30 chemicals. So, that Out just... Out of 85,000. Yeah, that just tells you that even though we, you know, should be able to trust the regulations and the things that are out there, yes, there are a lot of other important things that the FDA and, you know, all of the people that make these decisions probably have going on, but women specifically have so many hormone issues, like, um, I mean, cancer is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in America in general, but especially in women. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, how could we not be getting all of this shit? Because we're putting so many toxic things on or in our body. I and, agree. And they're telling us it's okay. So how are we going to know better if right. we don't do the research ourselves or if we don't listen to, you know... The bloggers and the, you know, health gurus out there that get sucked down this rabbit hole and mm-hmm. yep, and figure this stuff out on their own. Um, the information's out there. They're just not putting it out there for us. Right. Um, so there hasn't been any laws passed banning or regulating harmful ingredients since 1938. That's crazy. That's... All of the science and technology that we have hundreds now. Hundreds of years ago. A hundred well, years ago. I was going to say, I don't know about hundreds, but yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, okay, think about, if you were born in 1938, the world was a completely different place. Yeah, the There was no technology. Yeah, like, and there, now we're, we're Did at... people even wear makeup? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the last time that any laws were passed. Yes, people did wear makeup, stuff. but it had lead in it, so they... Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone died at the age of 60, so, yeah. I mean... You know, the FDA doesn't require brands to list all of the ingredients, which I feel like is something that we know, but it's completely absurd. Mm -hmm. I I just, yeah. Um, (laughs) You're like, (laughs) like, lost for words. Uh, I know. It just, it's so bothersome. Um, Okay. And then I had a list of different toxic ingredients that are found in pretty much any type of cosmetic or beauty um, the most common beauty and cosmetic products contain hundreds of toxic ingredients that have been found to be detrimental to human health, like um, cancer carcinogens, endocrine disruptors, skin irritants, causing allergies like eczema, um, or even more serious stuff. Um, things that can affect our reproductive system, our nervous system, our liver, and so many more. Yeah, well, I mean, it is something to kind of even think about. I think everyone thinks because if something's being sold that it's safe. And mm-hmm. I, you know, like Which to we use... Which we should... That, that follows logic, mm-hmm. but... 
apparently in the world that we live in, you know, well, our and health I mean, isn't as important as selling a product. No, and it's even crazy to me that, you know, we have things like... Cigarettes, for example, mm-hmm. are sold legally. Yeah. Obviously, there's a Surgeon General's warning on it, but we still don't comprehend or as a whole understand that just because something is being sold does not mean it's safe for you. And it doesn't mean that it's safe for you even if it doesn't have a, you know, Surgeon's General warning on it. Like, yeah. it it doesn't mean that it's okay. We just don't have the time, capacity, and probably passion behind having somebody like the FDA or the Surgeon General's office looking into everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, hot dogs and bacon were now classified as a cancer-causing carcinogen. Like, that is out there now. It has a warning on it. But, but people, people are still yeah. buying it. Well, so, and it, they've been doing it for so long that yes. now it's just like, a, oh, well, they let us do it for, I mean, bacon's been around for the, since the yeah. beginning of time, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody's going to change their ways it's now that that information's stay, out there. Stay status quo. Exactly. And I, you know, something that I want to hit on, and you don't have to believe everything we say. Like, I want each individual person to be informed. What we say isn't necessarily law or has to be how you are making your decisions. It's just coming from a place of knowing just because something is out there does not mean it's safe for you. does not mean that it's been evaluated by somebody. Like we just said, 10% of all product ingredients are right or not even regulated have been looked into. So, Just be aware that Mm -hmm. you have to do your own research to take care of yourself. Oh, for sure. And that being said, we, this is something, like I said, that we're passionate about and, (laughs) and we have, you know, we, we didn't just make these things up. We, we have found them at credible sources. So exactly. I totally, I mean, on every podcast, we'll tell you, do your own research. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the better off you are. But we just want to make it easier to weed through some of the BS that's out there. And we're coming from a place of like concern for ourselves and for all the people using these products. Yeah. I mean, things that you use on your children every day could be causing them serious health issues. Not just like, oh yeah, it might dry their skin out, but it helps with this or, you know, like there are some serious, serious things that like endocrine disruptors when you have hormone imbalances in your body it literally affects everything your metabolism your skin your, your hair process. like those women that you see that are going bald and they're like 40 years old and they have horrible self-esteem and it causes so many other just emotional and internal like struggles it's probably because of an imbalance in their body and um I mean, on average, a woman uses 30 products by mid-afternoon on herself. So so imagine if all of them are loaded with bad chemicals, then day after day, everything you're putting on your skin is slowly causing some sort of health issue or like, I mean, yeah, like for lack of a better word, like it's killing you. Yeah, it could, it's really messing with you. I don't think people understand that. Your skin is a living, breathing organ on your body. It's the largest organ of your body. It takes in everything and soaks it into your bloodstream. And if you don't think that that's true, I want you to think about the fact that there is a whole, like, 
product line out there for nicotine patches, uh-huh. birth control patches, caffeine patches, caffeine patches, insulin patches, um, pain patches. Yes. Like yeah. you put that just topically on the top of your skin and it soaks into your body to give you the desired effect. And, and it not affects necessarily, every part of your body. Yeah. Too. And I don't, I'm not saying that any of those are bad or wrong. I'm just telling you that your skin absorbs what you put into it. So there's an entire product industry of skin patches. So it's no different than when you're putting lotions or eyeshadows or skincare creams or shampoos. Your skin absorbs all of that and puts it into your body. Yeah. And when it circulates it through your body, Mm -hmm. in your bloodstream, enters your bloodstream within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, just think about, you know, what, what we're doing to our bodies. And it seems so like, so stupid in a way to like, Oh, I don't want to waste time on this. Or like, I'm not going to throw away all my makeup. It's expensive. Like Mm -hmm. it's a good brand. It's trendy, but it's so much easier to care now about what you're putting in or on your body than to start caring when you have cancer or to start caring when you have like a serious health concern it it would have been so much easier to prevent that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of us are, you know, kind of like take action after the fact, but I don't want to be one of those people, so. No, and we're not here to say that we're perfect. Or, yeah. That we don't ever use anything that could be, you know, on the toxic beauty list, but we are individuals who like to inform ourselves and to know what we're doing and to make those changes when we see fit. So we're not here to like preach at you or bash (laughs) you because we've all been there. You know, I had the whole realization of going completely cruelty free even before I went vegan or plant-based and I didn't want to give up some of my cosmetics and cruelty free is its own, you know, different kind of, it's not so much, um, maybe from a clean beauty standpoint, I think it's probably like a spiritual clean beauty. If you're putting in products that have been made from the torture and pain of other creatures, I feel like your spirit, you know, kind of takes that in, but that's, you know, a topic for another day maybe. But, um, you can start out as we go through these products, like you don't have to throw it out, like go ahead and finish using it. If you feel comfortable doing that. And when it comes time to buy, that next bottle of concealer. Look at switch other it out. options. Yeah, switch it out. Yeah. You don't have to overhaul your life today because you get freaked out by something. But start to make the changes and start to support the products and the brands and you know the the clean beauty industry in general that will force other companies to start making those changes. Yeah, because there yeah. definitely are some companies out there that are raising the bar and like setting a new standard and that actually care about their consumers. So why would we not support those? Yeah. Um, yeah, because then it does kind of force all of the other companies to try a little bit harder to step up to the plate. So, okay. So what are some of the products that you found? Um, so I want to start, I kind of was starting with, um, fluoride and toothpaste. So fluoride free toothpaste is kind of a, a hot, quote-unquote trendy product right now. Um, And as I was going down the rabbit hole of that, I kind of also want to talk about fluoride and water because fluoridated water is huge. It's, I think, 80% of the United States has fluoride in their water. So as I go through some of this, I want you to understand kind of the general idea behind why fluoride 
isn't great for you in the sense of how we're using it today. Mm -hmm. So, um, the reason that it is bad to use, and I don't want to say is bad. The reason there's concern to use fluoride in toothpaste is that you're compounding the levels of fluoride in your body. So in case you're unaware, fluoride is a chemical that's added to the water for the purpose of medical treatment, which if you weren't aware, it is technically against your decision-making um, as an individual to decide that fluoride is actually added as a medical treatment. It is not something that they've just decided that was naturally occurring because the fluoride that they add to your water isn't naturally occurring fluoride because everyone's like, oh, it's a natural mineral that's found in out in the world. No, it's a compound. This fluoride that has been made is a compound that they've created to add to water. And they started it way, way back in the day. I don't think I wrote down, I was looking, I don't think I wrote down when they started adding it, but they did it so that it could prevent and mitigate, mitigate disease from your, your teeth decay that was happening. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is they have found actually through studies, there is no link between preventing tooth decay and drinking fluoridated water. So I think it's funny. Like I don't, when I drink my water, a lot of times I'm drinking out of a straw. It goes through my mouth, onto my tongue and down my throat. It's not like I'm swishing any of the water around. It's not staying around in my mouth. So it's completely outdated thinking there's been dozens of of health concern. Yeah. Yeah. Dozens of studies that show that it doesn't, um, do it doesn't prevent it they've compared like cities or um countries that do and don't have fluoride in their water and i think it was like 0.0003% difference in people with fluoridated water so um i th- thought that was kind of interesting and there's a website that i kind of go to or that i've looked at a lot called fluoridealert.org um It's apparent that, and according to them, it's apparent that fluoride has the ability to interfere with the function of your brain. Oh my gosh. And so the funny... it might help your teeth. Yeah. It might help your teeth, except nobody's actually swishing the water around, except maybe when you rinse out your toothpaste that is actually there to help prevent decay. Protect your teeth. So um, there's now been 33 studies, and they've come from all different, like China, Iran, India, Mexico that they've reported an association between fluoride exposure and a reduced IQ. 33 studies from different countries. Some of these countries do and don't. I always put fluoride in their water. There we go. (laughs) Um, And so I thought that was kind of crazy. Like it can affect it. Um, One thing kind of from... Your brain function. Your brain function, yes. It's going to protect your teeth, yeah. supposedly, Yes, but it affects your brain function. Yes. Like, where's the logic here? Oh my god, that's like when, I always think, when we talk about things like this, I think about how they used to tell people that smoking cigarettes was good for their health. Yeah. Like, there were literal commercials. Oh yeah. And advertising, mm-hmm. advertisements being like, oh yeah, go out and exercise and smoke a cigarette, and like, you know, it yeah. just... It's so offensive. It's insane. I know, but it's it's, so wrong. It's offensive. I know, and but it's because it's been going on for so long. People think it's actually yeah. It's just become tradition. Yeah, and oh, my least favorite excuse in the world is it's the way it's always been. Exactly. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Like it drives me bonkers. So that's like having a political slogan that yeah. 
<laughs> that preaches against any kind of progression. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Imagine that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> um, so another kind of, this one I thought was kind of interesting because in the spiritual world, um, well, the penile, penile gland sits kind of back. That's not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I kind of can't, it's kind of in the back towards back part of your head under kind of the curve of your brain, I guess. Like down at, under your occipital bone. Yeah. Like, like the nape of your neck almost. Kind of if you take that little soft spot in the back of your head and like move up an inch. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but kind yeah. of back there. Uh-huh. And so I do think it's kind of funny. They don't. Scientists know that it regulates hormones and it can produce and, um, you know, increase hormones in a good way, like your, um, like happy hormones or, um, you know, it can regulate your hunger hormones. So, but they don't exactly know how it works. Like Uh they haven't found that out. So, but in the spiritual world, the, that gland is kind of your tie to spirituality, like it, because it does like connect you and regulate and put you in a higher quote unquote frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've always heard of like your penile gland or penile gland, depending on how you want to say it can calcify from, from fluoride. And I've just always kind of like kept that nugget in the back of my head. I wasn't using fluoride toothpaste, so it really wasn't a super concern to me. But I found a study by Jennifer Luke in 2001, and it was published, and it says um, it shows that fluoride accumulates in the penile gland at very high level at high levels. In her PhD thesis, Luke has also shown in animal studies that fluoride reduces melatonin production and leads to an earlier onset of puberty. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something that's happening in in our generations now. So it's kind of crazy that when something that is in your brain that can regulate your hormones, like melatonin is a hormone that helps you sleep. If you aren't aware of that, that if it calcifies, it can't regulate people being able to go to sleep, which is why we see a spike in insomnia of people not being Mm. able to stay asleep and, of people or children starting puberty early. So I just, which puberty, which is is hormone related. Um, so I just think it's kind of crazy that something that the quote unquote spiritual community talks about and has been talking about, obviously the study was from 2001. So maybe that's where they got it. I have no idea, but, um, it's nuts to me that, that that kind of information is out there and we decide to still do that. And the reason that fluoride and toothpaste, um, they actually haven't found um, a real correlation between using fluoride for your teeth versus other methods of, um, chem- you know, other chemicals or natural compounds that they use in toothpaste. So um, as we talked about with your skin absorbing it, your gums can absorb the fluoride that you're using on your toothpaste. And if you're following dental recommendations, you're letting that sit on your gums for two to three minutes while you brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. So, um, and one last thing about fluoride for toothpaste and in your water. So your body, your liver can only process and excrete 50 to 60% of the fluoride you ingest on an everyday basis. So if that's from water, There is naturally occur- occurring fluoride, um, specifically in like springs or groundwater runoff, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is a different type of fluoride. Like I said, flu- I think it's um, it's not the man-made. Yeah, sodium fluoride is works. a compound. Yes. Um, 
So if your body can only excrete 50 to 60% of what you're ingesting the fluoride, that means anywhere from 40 to 50% is hanging out in your body yeah. and calcifying within your body. I mean, hardening. It makes sense when people have so many issues like kidney stones and liver stones and just, I mean, yeah. things that, like, why do we, why do people get cancer in their bodies? Because there's things there that shouldn't be there that are affecting yeah. our cells. Like, yeah. so crazy. It's nuts. And so, there's... and I mean, they hammer like, drink water, drink water, drink oh, water, yeah. but. If you're not drinking the right water, kind it's... of water, or if you're just drinking the water that everyone has access to, mm -hmm. then yeah, are you doing as much harm as you are good? I know. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, one thing that I wanted to touch on, because if you go and you look for the pros of using fluoride, a lot of people will say, the fluoride levels are within safe levels of the FDA recommendations. Everyone always loves to be mm -hmm. like, oh, it's safe levels. Like, they're, you're they allowed to... They wouldn't let us drink it if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't safe. safe. Yeah, and there's quote-unquote safe levels for every chemical, for chlorine in your water, for fluoride in your toothpaste or your water, any of that. And so I actually went to the FDA's website and was able to find... This is just a short little brief list of what is considered safe in the foods that you eat by the FDA. So, um, don't be, don't eat right now if you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the fork yeah, down. Put it down. So, um, the, this is what they consider safe levels and quote unquote defects. And you're allowed to have a certain percentage of defects in And they food. still meet the FDA standards. Yeah, they still meet this. Like a defect approval. doesn't mean that it like goes off the line and they don't serve it to the public. It just means that there is a certain percentage of defects that are allowed to con be considered safe. So they have a safe level for the following things. Beetle eggs in your canned or frozen asparagus. Oh God. Luckily, I only like fresh asparagus. Um, but this one, next one kind of bothers me. Um, mites and frozen broccoli. So in case you were wondering, mites are like what your dog gets that like chew away at their skin. So mm -hmm. you're allowed to have certain mites, not saying that any of these are live when they come to you, but I just want you to be aware of what you're eating. Yeah. They're probably frozen if the broccoli is frozen. Yeah. Maggots and maraschino cherries. So the next time that your kids want an ice cream sundae. Or you get your cherry limeade from Sonic. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So there's, I mean, tons of, you know, actual detail on it. You can Google it. This information is available to the public. But they also have safe levels for the following defects in food. It can include insects, rodent hairs, rodent poop, mold, and mildew. So I just want you to use that as your little, like, I don't know, waving <laughs> of your flag when you hear somebody say, well, it's at a safe level. Just remember that it's a safe level for you to have mouse poop in your food. So just... Maybe the standard isn't as high as we think it is. Yeah. Um, and so if you're wanting to try some brands of fluoride-free toothpaste, um, I have tried a ton of them, and these were some of my favorites. I really like that, like really hardcore clean feeling in my mouth. Some people don't like so much of maybe that, but these are the ones that I really like. And, um, my husband uses them as well and likes it. Native has, um, really good ones. They have a plain one and then a charcoal one. If that's something you're into, um, Tom's of Maine. So like Tom's deodorant that you've seen, they have a toothpaste. Um, Hello is just Hello brand. And then Schmidt's Wonderment is a really good one too. So, 
even if you don't love one that you try immediately, there are so many out there. Just be aware that some of these brands do have both options, like a few. Mm-hmm. Like I think um, Tom's has like a fluoride, fluoride and, and a fluoride free. Yeah. So just make sure you look for fluoride free. But these are some of the better ones that I found currently right now. I'm using Native. My friend Laura, our business partner, she gave me a sample of doTERRA's fluoride-free toothpaste just because I had mm-hmm. seen it and I really like that too it was like kind of a spicy clean like maybe cinnamon was in it or something yeah I think it's really similar to the my kids use the Young Living oh, okay. um, the, thieves, the yeah. thieves toothpaste and oh. it is kind of like a like if you're looking for that mint mm-hmm. it definitely makes your mouth feel clean mm-hmm. um but it's not that like just peppermint or like spearmint flavor yeah I felt um, like they this seem one was like kind of cinnamony yeah. or something yeah so. well because cinnamon and you know like all of those like cinnamon oil and clove and you know like just that combination yeah. they will kill bacteria um so they don't have to have as many harsh chemicals in there but yeah well so um, it tastes pretty good i actually use the oral essentials and the thieves like on and off just depending on which bathroom i'm in mm-hmm. um oral essentials is a really great non-toxic brand they even have um like whitening strips and whitening mouthwash, whitening toothpaste. They have kids' toothpaste that my kids absolutely loved. So that's another really great one. Yeah. Look into that. Yeah, if you want some of that, reach out to Erin. She can sell you the, or get you the um, Young Living oh, yep. Thieves toothpaste. So support her. Um, okay, yeah, so that's it on fluoride. I'm sorry for the gross stuff. I think that's the only uh, food-related <laughs> stuff I have. So, um, yeah. But, okay, There's what's so next? much more out there. There is. What's next, Erin? Um, okay, well, there are a lot of toxic beauty ingredients, but I am more, like, into makeup and stuff like that, so I thought I would just kind of share um, some different things that you could find in, in stuff that you wear every day. So... In powdered makeup or body powders, obviously, talc is something that has, like, recently become, like, everybody's aware of now yeah. that people have, like, cancer and... It's like, always on the commercials that, like, while I'm at the gym that oh I see, it's gosh. like, have you used talc and come up with, it, you know, with cancer? Like, reach out to us now exactly. because we're doing class action lawsuits. Yeah. So, and the crazy thing is, like, Johnson & Johnson making baby powder and still sh- selling it on the shelves of... I mean, I think, like, every major retailer... Target, Walmart. Target, Walmart, um, Walgreens, Dillon's, everywhere. It has been proven that using it on yourself or on your baby specifically can cause... Cancer. Cancer. Yeah. That's Uh, crazy. But, I mean, we've used it for a hundred years, so why stop now? The way it's always been. And I actually... So... after this, like, came out, it's general, like, open to the public knowledge. They said that they will not, they have not been producing baby powder anymore, supposedly, but they are selling everything that has, that had been produced. So they're not taking it off the shelves. They're still selling it. <sighs> they're still, like, oh my god, are you kidding I me? I um, but it's, talc is not only found in baby powder, it's found in eyeshadow, bronzer, blush, even different lip balms, um, and it's linked to a higher risk of ovarian cancer and even lung disease. And you know how everybody is always talking about asbestos poisoning. Mm -hmm. Asbestos is found in talc, talc, 
products also. Oh, good. Yeah, so any alternative would be a talc-free product. Um, Cream products are great, but there are actual, like, natural mineral products if you're into powder makeups or bronzers or, you know, things like that. Yeah, Um, I've seen, like, some um, replacing, like, arrowroot powder, which uh is, like, a natural, um, like, it's it's a root. Um, And it's just what you use talc for is it, is the thing that will bind to your yeah. your skin. Like, it holds it to your skin. Um, and so arrowroot does the same thing. The exact so, same thing. Yeah. There's, I mean, for all of these, there's definitely something out there that's a more natural alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to live without these things. You can just yeah. find... Better ones. A better one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, moisturizers. So butyl paraben and isopropyl paraben are ingredients that you want to look for um they're in moisturizers shaving creams mascara um they can even be in your foundations so they lead to early puberty certain parabens have been associated with breast cancer um and other endocrine issues so any all natural moisturizer essential oils i don't want to feel like the like, I'm preaching about essential oils all the time, but there's a reason why I'm so into them and why other people are so into them, because they literally come from plants, there's no crazy chemicals added to them, and they can do all of these, all of the things that you need mm-hmm. without causing without the issue. breast cancer or, yeah. I mean, in any other crazy thing that you hear. Yeah, so those two chemicals that she said at the beginning, like she said, were are parabens. And you'll see now, like, there are so many, like, even non-clean beauty companies that will say stuff like, no sulfates, no parabens, you know, things of that nature. So when you see it, that's what they're talking about because the word paraben is at the end of the chemical name so it's not just like it's going to say the word actual paraben so yeah, yeah um i actually have the different so there's methyl paraben isobutyl which is one that i already said and then um propyl parabens those mm-hmm. are just a few of the prefixes um but yeah parabens are known endocrine disruptors they're usually added whenever product has water as an ingredient which is pretty much to every single thing that you buy. I mean, mm-hmm. it always says aqua because they think you're not going to know that that means water. <laughs> the, if anyone's not aware on an ingredient list, the it goes in the order of the amount that's in the product. Yes. So the first item listed means it is the highest capacity within that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so parabens, they're added to prevent bacteria growth but are extremely hazardous to our health by mimicking estrogen within the body um in a study where breast tumors were the main focus starting startling enough parabens specifically methylparaben was found within 99 percent of the tumors that's crazy so i mean we're not talking about like oh you know parabens mean like five percent this is 99 percent yeah yeah and that's why i mean like i said even non-clean beauty have started removing it from them yes it's no joke um it's insane. There's um, different red flag ingredients in your lipstick. Lead is not on ingredient labels, but in 61% of lipsticks, they contain forms of lead. Good grief. Like, you don't want your babies being exposed to this, but, like, we might just be putting it on our lips. Yeah. 
That's why I wasn't kidding when I was talking about in the 30s. They were wearing makeup. It just had lead in it. Now 40% of cosmetic lipstick has removed it, but that still means... That there's 61%. Yes. Almost Mm two-thirds of the makeup that you could pick up somewhere may have lead in it. Um, Which we may not know, but lead causes developmental and reproductive issues, kidney, blood, and respiratory toxicity. So... Cut back on applying as often as you can. Um, Look into more natural lip glosses, chapsticks, or homemade lipsticks. Um, I know that there are a lot of options with, like, beeswax and um, more, like, natural pigments. Mm -hmm. So there are so many different options out there. Yeah, there – and – uh, one brand that I think they have lipsticks and I know that they have like an entire ingredient list that they say no to, like that they won't allow, um, honest beauty has Uh Jessica Alba's brand, which the reason she started it is because she started looking Looking into into all of this when she had had kids. kids. It started out as a kid's line, but she just kept going further and further and realizing like, (laughs) You know, it's, it's a serious burden yeah. once you're like aware of this yes. shit. Like, so she um, has like you can get on their website and look. Um and it's really not that much more expensive than standard like drugstore stuff. No. So um that's a brand to check out for sure if you're needing alternatives. Yeah. Um Jane Iredale, um Mascara Beauty, Young Living, they have makeup and lip colors. There are um bare minerals. Yeah, I think Tarte um, Cosmetics has, uh, they are considered a clean beauty, but I'd have to double check into it, but um, I I think I definitely think Tarte is one of the, like, lower, lower tox companies, just in general. you'll see, like, even if you go to Sephora or Ulta or even Nordstrom, one of the filters you can now place on shopping is um, clean beauty, and again, that's not regulated. That doesn't mean that they have everything removed. So you still have to do your research, but it will narrow it down for you to mm-hmm. kind of see what are good brands. And obviously, if they're at Sephora, Ulta, Nordstrom, they're going to be a yeah. A and good if they're quality. being promoted yeah. as something that's more clean, then or yeah, it's probably the lesser of two evils. For yeah, sure. and you can like if you have questions and stuff, you can reach out to Erin who does mascara and can she can tell you about the products and stuff too if you want more of a in-depth conversation than just trying to figure it out yourself definitely yep um so then shampoos that's a big one for me obviously I try to provide my clients (laughs) with with something that they're not going to be putting on their scalp every day that's going to give them like brain cancer or some kind of like endocrine issue um so items that includes include DEA, TEA, or MEA are toxic. Um, shampoo, soap, shaving creams, foaming agents, and soap. The stuff that makes things like a consistency or, you know, anything like that. Like, I don't understand why that needs to be put in there if it's so bad for you. Yeah, well, because it's more appealing. It's like when you get natural peanut butter. um, (laughs) And it, like, separates. separates. It's just, it's natural for, like, a.k.a. water and oil to separate or certain ingredients. So, um, you know, it, it is something, like, you'll see, like, natural products can separate. That doesn't mean that they've gone bad. It just means there's not shit in there that try to make it more appealing for it to be creamy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And parabens can also be found in your shampoo, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. your hairdresser will probably tell you to use sulfate-free or paraben-free shampoo and conditioner. Not only do they make your color last longer, they make your hair healthier, but they're not going to be 
toxic either. So, I mean, if you wash your hair even three times a week, like, you're absorbing that into your entire body because it rinses over your whole body and specifically, like, into your scalp. So... Well, and it's crazy. It's just like a chemical. Like, the reason some people didn't want to remove sulfate from shampoos was... All it is is, like, what makes it, like, sudsy or, like, extra, like, I don't know, like, bubbly or uh-huh. whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Foamy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you can still get that with other ingredients, like, but you may just not have, like, the same over amount of bubbles. But if the bubbles aren't staying on the hair anyways because they're foamed up over above your head regardless, like, what what do you need all of yeah. that for? I so, feel like having clean hair is more important than, yeah. than the amount of foam that you have on top of your head. Yeah, but, exactly. But there so, definitely are, if you're one of those people who's like, if it's not sudsy, then it's not clean. Oh, yeah, There are plenty, definitely yeah. more natural, like, shampoos and conditioners that will give you that that same clean yes feeling. for sure mm-hmm. um so in sunscreen anti-aging creams did you want to talk about sunscreen yeah i can do sunscreen okay. um so i was looking into i have very sensitive skin and i haven't been able to use chemical sunscreen for years it gives me like a rash especially when i'm exposed to the sun. So I was super probably grateful that my body was like, get this off of me. Um, and it took me a while to figure it out because everyone preaches about sunscreen, every sunscreen. Day. And so, um, I kind of went down and was like, I read this article from the Washington post and I'm just going to read you this little excerpt from it just because it kind of hits on everything that we're covering. So it says some experts are concerned that these chemicals may be absorbed through the skin, leading to skin Mm -hmm. irritation, hormonal disruption, and even skin cancer. The FDA recently called for more research to be done on the safety and effectiveness of these chemicals. In May, a preliminary study from the FDA um, researchers found that chemicals may be absorbed into the skin at levels higher than previously believed. So, um, and that report was published in March, suggests that there may be risk to developing fetuses when pregnant women are exposed to oxybenzone, which is one of the most common chemical sunscreens there is. It's usually almost always there, and there's usually a secondary one as well. Um, But the article goes on to say, there's evidence that oxybenzone is absorbed through the skin more than was once thought. And in some studies, researchers have found detectable levels of it in human blood and breast milk. So not only is it absorbing into your body, your child may be drinking it. Uh, Based on animal studies, there's concern it could even interfere with the normal functioning of a number of hormones, including estrogen. So... I thought that that was kind of crazy. That is crazy. Because the studies that had been done previously, you know, for a while, it was always just use sunscreen when you go to the beach or the pool. So maybe you were using it once to twice during the summer, you know, once or twice a week. But then as time has gone on, it's become this, like, wear sunscreen every day. Like, it's when you're voila. working out. Yeah. You know, when you put your makeup on. When you even are going to be outside for longer than 15 minutes. Like, put it on. Make sure it's there. Don't forget about your hands when they're in the sun when you're driving. If you don't wear anything else. Yeah. Sunscreen. I mean, you hear skin gurus all the time yeah. talking about if you wear nothing else, at yeah. least put sunscreen on every day. Yeah. And now it has been added into products 
quote unquote, for your convenience, but it's in foundations. It's in like, um, tinted moisturizers. Mm -hmm. It's in your moisturizer. It's in your eye cream. Like they've added it. But the thing is that when all of this has come, you know, kind of came about the studies that were done, didn't show if it was safe at the levels of using it every day, possibly multiple times a day. So the FDA in that article list that they are actually wanting more information and studies done on the following ingredients. So oxybenzone, avobenzone, homosalate. Um, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these. I don't know how to pronounce them all. Octanoxate, octosalate, and octocrylene. So those are all very common. If you go look at any kind of like any kind of sunscreen, you'll see those. Um, but don't worry if skincare and, um, you know, any kind of skincare prevention or sunscreen is something that you're looking for. You can actually use sunblocks, which are different than sunscreens. Um, they actually physically block the, um, sun from coming in. And those are going to be the ones that you think of when you hear of mineral sunblocks. So, Zinc is probably the, zinc oxide is probably the most normal one. And I know everyone freaks out because (laughs) the old like mineral sunblocks used to have that, like, those were the kind that were like white that never absorb because Uh it truly is a block, but there have been some really great advancements. Um, and like knowing now that if they blend it with coconut oil, it'll actually blend in, or they've even made it in spray form which is the type of sunscreen that we use when, when we're using it and what I use on Levi's. So, um, some really good brands that have some mineral sunscreens, um, are beauty counter pharmacy. That's pharmacy with an F goop versed bear Republic. And the one that we use all the time is called goddess garden. So it's a, like you can get some of these at Walmart. I think you can get Goddess Garden at Walmart and Target. So Oh, perfect. Yeah. And Young, Young Living has a really oh, good one. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. And Young Living. So, um, and you can even get, like, they have everyday, um, like, tinted moisturizers and things that now have zinc instead of the chemicals. So yeah. just be aware that, like, if it says SPF whatever on your makeup and it doesn't say it's mineral-based, it's probably one of the chemicals that we, oh, we talked definitely. about. definitely. So, yeah. Um, so an alternative to those chemicals or using sunscreen or using moisturizers, I know that retinol is like a big deal and everybody preaches about how you should use it and how it's so good for your skin. Um, I know you were saying that you have like a super sensitivity to retinol. So, um, but if you're one of the people that don't and that swear by it, something to think about is that retinol, vitamin A, Retinol acetate, retinol palamate, and all trans, what does this say? All trans retonic <laughs> acid or trentinian. Um, those are found in your sunscreens, your moisturizers, and your anti aging creams or foundations. Those are also linked to cancer, developmental, and reproductive toxicity. Retinol is? Uh-huh. Oh, well, see, look at that. Look at my skin just it's knowing. It's just like, like, nope. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's crazy. But eating food that are rich in healthy fats, um, coconut oil, or avoiding products containing retinol palamate and all transretonic acids are going to be a lot safer. Yeah. And there's actually, I've seen a lot of, um, products coming out with squalene in it, which is Uh a plant-based 
Um, from the ocean. Yeah. Retinol alternative. And so like I, we were talking, we actually were talking about beauty stuff before we jumped on the podcast and I can't even use like the smallest percentage of retinol, like the 0.25%. It just wreaks havoc on my skin in a bad way. Um, and I can use squalene. Like I've used squalene oils before and not had any issue. So there's always alternatives for what you're looking for. So, um, um, bioessence is a really amazing line. Is that the one? Is it the green bottle? Uh Yeah. That's the one, the squalene that I use. And they, yeah. Okay. That Mm -hmm. that made me think of their stuff, but they do not have any toxic ingredients and their skincare line is dreamy and amazing. Even the packaging's like super pretty. Yeah. Um, so there's always an alternative. Yep. But in makeup removers, I found that formaldehyde, um, Quantarium 15, DMDM, <laughs> all of this stuff is like so weird sounding. Yeah, remember um, we said we're not scientists, so we can't pronounce any of it, so. <laughs> um, Hydatonian Urania and Bromopyl glycol. I mean, mm. any kind of glycols are a chemical and they're not really good for your cells, but um, those are found in makeup removers, eyelash glue, hair products, eye cream, any colored cosmetics typically have them, and they're labeled as human carcinogens, so by the National Toxicity Program, they say that those things are something you should avoid. Oh yeah, really quick, just so you know, glycol and glycolic acid are two different things, so oh, yeah. um, glycolic acid is safe and is found naturally, Natural. and, um, just an FYI, because I use glycolic acid in, in certain things, so... Um, I thought I had something about glycol, but, um, yeah. And then different nail polishes. That was one I didn't, yeah, that you on. did, but, um, dye and butyl, <laughs> dye and butyl. Okay. Um, pathylates, diethyl pathylate, any of that can be found in your shampoo, your perfumes, colored cosmetics, nail polish. Um, they decrease your hormone levels. They <laughs> make Sperm, low-quality sperm, they can cause obesity, ovarian aging, and can also lead to cancer. So any options that do not contain, um, you'll usually see it just DBT or DBP, um, the abbreviations on the ingredient list if, it, if it's listed. Um, and avoid any products with artificial fragrance in them. Oh, Literally yeah. everything has fragrance added to it anymore. And it's totally unnecessary and it's poisonous. It doesn't say even artificial fragrance. It'll just say fragrance. fragrance. So um, you can tell the difference on a lot of different products. They will either say um, natural fragrance or um, fragrance added from essential oils and then it'll list it out. So um, just an FYI, if it's fragrance is usually the last, um, the last, ingredient. yeah, the last ingredient and it's not going to say artificial. It's just going to say fragrance. So, mm-hmm. um, and Aaron touched on formaldehyde and in case anyone isn't sure what that is, um, I don't know if you want to touch on it right there with the, um, yeah, but so, it's what keeps your body, like keeps a dead body. It's a preservative. <laughs> yeah. <in> <laughs> so formaldehyde, which again is a carcinogen is 
a preservative which helps extend shelf life. But what's scary is the product label usually won't come right out and list formaldehyde as something that's present. So you really don't know if it's in your products or not. But yeah, I mean, that's literally what they use to embalm dead bodies. Yeah. So it's going to make your eye cream or moisturizer or makeup last longer, but obviously it's not like something that's naturally occurring Mm -hmm. and it's probably going to be really bad. Um, According to data from the Federal Food and Drug Administration, nearly one in five cosmetics products contain substance that either is like equal to formaldehyde or generates formaldehyde. Yeah, and something that was um, a big a big cosmetic product that used to have formaldehyde in, and as well as a bunch of different other chemicals that weren't great, was nail polish. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of looked into it, but a lot of the mainstream brands, even if they don't maybe have all of the toxic chemicals removed, a lot of them have removed the top three. So, like, even Essie, Sally Hansen, OPI, they've removed, like, the you know, the the, main formaldehyde. Yeah. There um, was three different ingredients, but um, there's some really good natural brands of nail polish that have more chemicals removed too. Yeah. Essie is a good one. Um, and then Zoya was the like top rated on all the beauty lists that I could find. Um, there, I got a list of certain products that have, and like what the like biggest toxic ingredients are at consumersafety.org. That's a really good website if you're mm-hmm. not sure. But there are also like apps. It's really easy now mm-hmm. to find. I have an app on my phone called Think Dirty. And I like it. That's cute. Yeah. And I actually like the Young Living Girls turned me on to it, but it has a barcode scanner and you can scan any product in your house or even type in a name if it doesn't have a barcode and it will pull up key ingredients. And it usually gives the products, um, like a rating too on how, on how safe they are. Mm -hmm. And then you can, I mean, even dive deeper into it, pulling up specific ingredients and it'll tell you like on a scale how safe it actually is because there are a lot of things that are in, are in different products that you might use and they might be like a level one or two, you know, as far as toxicity goes, but like, you know, you can live with it and it's not going to most likely really cause something super harmful but then there's products out there that are like a level five yeah and that's like at the very top of what they'll allow so um it's just really good it's an easy way to know what you're putting in or on your body or even if you're at the store and you're not sure like which option to buy then you can scan both and see See which you know which yeah exactly yeah, and even if you can just start going through and if your product is a five, if you can drop to a four or three, like maybe you're removing one to two chemicals yeah. that are causing issue. As we've said, like... I think these, it even has brands that it recommends on there too. Yeah, so. as we've said, like these chemicals and products build up in your body. Like, yes, your body can, you know, filter through and excrete a portion of them. But if your body is overloaded and weighed down with chemical after chemical with foods that have pesticides and you know skincare and shampoo and water that isn't you know that has is treated with mass amounts of chlorine and fluoride or and all, all of your that, food has pesticides yeah, on it <laughs> all of that it really it's put places it's a burden on it and so if you can even just start like 
removing one to two chemicals, like even if you just switch one item off of the list that we're talking about, you're giving your body that kind of break or taking that burden off of it. It it can start to add up. So don't feel overwhelmed or that you have to like do everything all at once. It will start to add up and it will become easier and you will notice a difference. So um, yeah, but the last one that I have that I wanted to go over is aluminum and deodorant. And I know I just realized as we were <laughs> talking about the products that I've chosen I, again, have very sensitive skin, and that includes even using clean beauty items. I can get rashes. I can, I don't usually break out more so. I usually get a rash or my skin will, like, dry out and, like, peel like it just went through some sort of trauma. So, um, the crazy thing is I used, I am a sweater. I am somebody that, like, can look at the temperature on my phone and start to sweat so it doesn't even have to be outside. So the things that I always used was when um, Secret came out with, pres- I think it was prescription strength deodorant, oh, yeah. like years ago. Formula, yeah, like physician strength or yeah. something. Yeah, this was years ago. I mean, this had to have been like 2010, somewhere in there. I, no, 2009, it was when I was at living with my old roommates, Jess and Michael. And so, um, I started getting rashes under my armpits, like, like really bad. I mean, it, like, it was crazy. And of course I go to the doctor and, um, they were like, well, we'll just give you this cream. Like maybe you just had some, like, I I forgot what they said, like some eczema or steroid cream. And it went away, like, because it probably was a steroid cream. And so they didn't tell me to not, like, use what I was using. The rash came back. I went through, like, three cycles of using different creams, prescriptions. And finally, I had to, like, take it into my hands. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? Like, deodorant and shaving cream were the only thing I put under there. And um, I was able to find out, like, realize that it was deodorant. And so I tried to switch just brands and it kept happening. And this was like a year long struggle of like trying and whatever. And like I said, I would sweat and I didn't want to sweat, which is what most, when people say deodorant, they're actually talking about an antiperspirant, which stops you from sweating. Deodorant just helps with the smell of, of sweat. And lo and behold, I finally went down the rabbit hole and found out I needed to use natural deodorant. And I don't know what the hell, if my body just can't handle the chemicals or what, but a lot of stuff, like it just kicks out. And so I want to like preface this, that even if something is like a natural or clean skincare or beauty, that doesn't mean just because it breaks you out that something's wrong there. It just isn't aligned with your body's like pH, your skin type, your hair type, your body type, whatever that may be. Try something else before you give up. So, um, I have been there. I have gone through it. So I understand how frustrating it is, but you will find something that works for you. So, um, and the reason I wanted to talk about deodorant and aluminum in AKA antiperspirants, it's an aluminum based compound that they put in deodorant that plugs your sweat glands under your, in your armpits. And there's obviously like the kind of thinking behind it, that it stops the sweating. It's okay. But if I have come to realize sweating's your body's natural ability to 
cool yourself down. When it is too hot, it sweats to allow your body to cool down and go back to homeostasis. And when you're stopping it from doing what it naturally does, there can be other side effects. Um, And some research has actually suggested that the aluminum compounds may be absorbed into the skin and cause changes in estrogen receptors of breast cells. Mm -hmm. And while there hasn't been any study conducted, they have found a correlation between breast cancer tumors and the fact that they are found higher up near the armpit more frequently. So I don't know if there's any current studies going on or not, but that is something to think about because you obviously have breast tissue throughout your entire breast, but the fact that they're showing up closer to your armpit, um, it does show that the breast and your lymph nodes in your armpits. Mm -hmm. I mean that obviously your lymphatic system is all connected. And if you're absorbing something toxic into one part of it, it's going to spread in, or if you're not allowing it is, you know, a prevalent, prevalent problem. Yeah. And if you're also not allowing your body to excrete what it needs to excrete, which is what the lymphatic system does, it's actually kind of like your, it's your toxin release. Yeah. Your, um, like if you do facial massage, like your fluids that leave your face are draining through your lymphatic system. When you have like a swollen ankle because you twisted it and it goes down, it's because it's like draining out through your lymphatic system. So not allowing it to work properly and release when it needs to can also, I'm sure, cause issues. But they have found that um, it does show a change in breast cells by as much as 50%. So not necessarily saying that it's cancer-causing, but it is changing your breast cells. So that's probably Mm, not great. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah. So I don't have, like, a ton more information on it other than, than it's not allowing your body to do natural process of sweating and letting it go. Um, and there are signs that breast cancer tends to happen closer to the armpit and they are doing some studies on long-term effects of, of deodorant, but not to worry. There are some amazing, amazing natural deodorant companies out there now. Um, and I say deodorant versus antiperspirant because these will not make you necessarily stop sweating, but, The great thing about it that I have found is that when you allow your body to do what it does, you don't sweat as much, like, or as heavy as quickly, if that makes sense. Because your body can kind of... It learns how to regulate once it's able to just do what it's supposed to do. It's like oily skin. I mean, when you're using... When you're not giving your skin enough moisture, it will overproduce oil, which is super confusing for some people. But your, your... Even your scalp, like, if you get greasy in your hair, you know, you have to wash it every day. Yeah. The more you just leave it alone and let, let it do what it's supposed to, or you realize that you're giving, you need to give it more moisture, Mm -hmm. then it will balance. It's, it'll start to balance out. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the same thing with, with deodorant is when it can kind of like maybe just sweat like 2% when, you know, it's, you're sleeping. It doesn't have to like sweat and get rid of that um, bacteria, which is what sweat is. It kind of grows under your armpit, which is what smells. And so, um, I, I found that it has definitely changed. I still sweat. I'm always going to sweat, but I've now embraced it and decided to look at it as my body detoxing what it doesn't need. Um, and you can go look for a bunch of information out there. Just know that when you switch from an aluminum-based antiperspirant to a natural deodorant. They call it a 
armpit detox. Um, it usually takes 14 to 28 days. Your body will um, sometimes smell worse because it's getting rid of everything that's kind of been clogged in those pores because I'm sure everyone applies deodorant every day. And mm -hmm. some of those deodorants say it's effective for like 72 hours. So if you're applying every day and it can last days on end, it's not able to get rid of what it's wanting to get rid of. So it's all of a sudden like, the floodgates are open and it's like, oh, get this out, get this out. So just know that it's not the deodorant that's making you smell worse. It's just the fact that your body is going back to homeostasis. So give yourself a month of trying a deodorant before you give up on it. Um, because a lot of natural deodorants also use um, essential oils or natural ingredients. And because it is natural, it will affect your body differently from person to person. Like for instance, I can't use peppermint or mint based deodorants. They kind of irritate my skin, but my husband loves them. Like mm -hmm. that's the scent that he loves, but I can do like lavender, coconut, lime, lemon, like kind of citrus. Something and some gentle. people can't yeah. do citrus. So, um, just try it out. A lot of, um, brands even have like little samples that you can try of different scents for that reason. So, Give yourself 28 days, try out a couple of different scents, and try different product lines. So a few of them that I've tried is Native. I can't use regular Native. I also have a sensitivity to baking soda and, and um, deodorant, but um, they have a sensitive one that doesn't have deodorant in it. My current fave right now is actually a brand called Each and Every, and I use coconut lime, and it's amazing. Like, I don't smell. I don't have any issues. Um, I haven't had – I don't usually have to reapply it, like, you know, any of that. So, And they have little mini packs that you can get, like, three little mini deodorants of different scents. So try oh, that one fun. out. Um, and then – Love Beauty and Planet is one that's available at Walmart. And I always say Walmart because we're in a small town and that's all we have. We don't have a Target, yeah. okay, people? <laughs> so I, I do prefer Target, but um, it's about 45 minutes away from or us. Or literally so. anything else, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, and you can obviously order online too, but sometimes when you need deodorant or you need something, you need it today. Yeah, so, if um, it's two minutes away, then that's, that's what even we're getting. better. Yeah, so um, obviously you can get all of these online, um, but... I, I really like each and every, so that's my suggestion. I really like the Young Living deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it. There's nothing wrong with it. I haven't tried um, it. So Valor is one of my favorite oil blends. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, like... It's rumored to be the oil blend that Roman soldiers actually rubbed on the back of their necks and on their shoulders before mm -hmm. they went into battle. Yeah. And it makes you feel like a badass. But that's the deodorant that I have. It It's like that oil blend mm -hmm. is put into it. And it. I just love the smell. Yeah. I like how it makes me nights. feel. It's it's good. but And it's not like a weird texture either unless you leave it in your car and it's really warm. Yeah, all of the, most of the natural ones can't handle the heat for a long <laughs> but time. But I don't typically do that, so. Yes, which is an FYI if you ever order something during the summer that's natural-based <laughs> and it's been sitting outside. Put it in your freezer for a few hours before you open it up. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. So. Oh, well, I had a list of like 10 different ingredients that you could kind of look for. We, we went over some of them. Um, I feel like we're running over on time. Just list so, out the chemicals that people could look into. Yeah. You don't have to read what they are, but okay. at least that way they know. So, so. again, um, I'll repeat a few of them, but here's 10 things that you want to be on the lookout for. 
Um, if, if you use an app like Think Dirty, or I know that there is another one out there, um, then these will definitely come up and you can read more about them. But even if you just want to Google them, that's great. I'll try to make a, um, a list and like put it on, on a highlight or something. Maybe yeah, we can and, take and some guys, of the like basic facts and information and make a highlight out of out of that stuff. I think yeah, that cool. would be good. And also, if you don't follow Erin on Instagram, she posts stories that list or talk about some of those things sometimes. So she's at Busy Chasing Bears, um, and I'm sure you can find it through our, um, through Instagram. our Instagram. But yeah, yeah check okay. it out there too. So the first one is parabens. Um, and that's all parabens, including methyl, isobutyl, and propyl, like I said before. Um, number two is sodium lauryl sulfates, sodium lauryl sulfate. Um, those are also listed as SLS, SLES. So look for those abbreviations. Um, number three is pathylates. Number four is polythylene glycol. It's abbreviated PEG. Yeah, PEG is what it will be. It I've seen it listed as both. Like sometimes they spell it out and sometimes it's the abbreviated version. Um, formaldehyde is number five. Number six is synthetic or artificial fragrance. Um, and these also go by the level of like well, toxicity. some of them are going by the level of toxicity. So I feel like I tried to list these in the level, but they're all so bad for yeah. you. So, um, seven is triclosan. It's, um, that's an antibacterial agent. That thing, that's going to be in pretty much everything. Um, number eight is oxybenzone. Nine is BHA and BHT. So, um, butylated high, <laughs> hydroxine ansily. Or butylated hydrox- hydroxytoluene is what they're actually called. Like I said, sometimes you'll see the abbreviation. Sometimes it's spelled out. And then coal tar is another one, which it, it, it's it's in a lot of stuff, too. It used to be in mascara. I think oh, it still good. is in some brands of mascara. Um, a lot of cosmetics. So... That is your 10 toxic ingredients that you want to look out for. Um, gosh, like... I know that that was like a heavy so, topic. It's so and crazy. a lot of information there. And we it's not to shame you or to make you feel bad or to, like, guilt trip you into yeah. changing Or to make whatever. you paranoid. Like, yeah. we like to be fun, like, lighthearted people. Yeah. But I just... You know, it's something to it's think something about. We want you to you make need. your decisions yeah. from an aware and informed yeah. position. So, again, maybe you just start like removing one to two items, like buying things without parabens and sulfates. Like, there's tons of mainstream products that have removed mm-hmm. those. Like, maybe you just start there and then you slowly add something else in. If you take all of them out, that's great, but obviously we know that it's not always that easy or financially available for people to just overhaul their life. But as you run out of something, start making an informed buying decision when you purchase something else. Totally. That's that's and you can change in a year your your beauty, your kind of your countertop in your bathroom could be changed. So yeah. Um just start 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, just start. That's all it is. Just start. You don't have to be perfect. Just start. Yeah, start with something that you, yeah, that you use, like, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Pick one thing. But Your body wash. When Your I When I started doing more research on, like, more natural ingredients and products and stuff, and I, like, when I become... Like, when I'm into something, it just, like, kind of overwhelms me. Rabbit and I want to, yeah, like, yeah. you do really get sucked down the rabbit hole. Um, but I decided to kind of start out, like, room by room in my house. And that, I felt like, was an easy way to yeah. start phasing better products in or out. But, yeah, if it if maybe you aren't able to do that or you just don't know where to start, then there are so many... I mean, even if you just Pinterest, like, clean beauty, there are so many things that you can find. Or looking at Sephora, I think they even list, like, more, like, organic beauty or all-natural products. Yeah, you can select clean beauty, and most of those brands give you a breakdown of what they have removed or what they won't add into their products. So, Uh um, it's not just that this is, like, trendy that you're seeing it. It's because, like, people are waking up and realizing that the products that they are putting on themselves or that they're putting in themselves are, um... Are having an effect. Yes. Oh, I know we didn't touch on it, but one thing that I really quickly want to add, and I don't have any information on it to, like, give you a bunch of crazy facts, so this will be your takeaway homework, um... Tampons and pads. Oh my gosh. How could I? I had a whole like page. (laughs) Yeah. So you can do, um, maybe sometime we'll do a second episode and go into some other products. We'll talk about vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tampons and pads. A lot of them will have bleach. They will have fake cotton compounds. There's pesticides that the cotton is treated with. Yes. There's so, so many things. Um, there it's and your yoni is just absorbing all yes, of that. It's taking all of that junk in. Like, please, for the love, look into natural products. I don't get my period um, because of my IUD, which I want to get out. So that's a whole nother thing. But mm-hmm. what is the brand that Cora? Yeah, um, Cora is, that with a C is or a K? it's C O R A. Yeah, they. I actually found them through um, my what was it? My Grove. Oh, subscription, box, yeah. yeah. Um, because I, like I said, that was a good way too to get me like turned on to different brands. I ended up finding and liking some products that ended up not actually being as natural as they say that they were. So you still have to do your research, do your homework. But I found this company called Quora through it, and I absolutely love their stuff. Um, I also have an IUD that I want to get removed, and um. But I I do still have, like, some, like, bleeding and spotting, you know, when I would have my cycle. Um, that kind of depends on, like, my workout routine. But I have started using their stuff. And all of it, it's a company that was started by women for, like, literally just with the health and safety of other women in mind. And there's no chemicals used in any of their products. They have all kinds of, like, literally anything that you could need for feminine hygiene um, any kind of pad, any kind of tampon. So look into that. It's C O R A. Yes. Take care of your vaginas, ladies. Um, we only one you got. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of that magical little cookie jar. So, um, okay. So we've talked your ear off. This is probably our longest episode yet, but clearly we're passionate about it. We thought it would be short. (laughs) Yeah. We thought it would be short. Who are we? So, um, you know, we, 
preach taking care of your body or your mind and spirit and all of the things that we've gone over the last several episodes, but it's really important to take care of your body and it can be as simple as something like switching out your shampoo. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and we'd love to help you. Sorry that the episode is late, but we know you'll forgive us because you're kind souls. So other than that, we hope you guys have a good week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. If you liked this episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. After all, like energy attracts like energy, so keep the good vibes coming. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.